Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find A Way podcast with Dusty. Hopefully, you're doing well. I am coming back from my half marathon. We've got a long trip ahead of talking to the vents. And hopefully, you are, wherever you are, whether you're looking at the vents, looking at your phone. Oh, actually, hold on. Don't look at your phone while driving. That I've got it set up in a real nice way where I put my phone on the vents, I press play, and then I can get driving, and I don't need to look at anything because I can just freely talk. I don't have to press any buttons or anything. It's just, it works out. So I say that to say, wherever you're listening to this, if it is in the car, hopefully you're playing it and just absent of the screen and are paying attention to the road because we here are all about safety. Similar to the murder board that I had mentioned recently, we're not about anything dangerous around here. No risk, no reward means the risk has got to be within the law. Okay. I took a risk and I embezzled my, whoa, that's against the law. Don't do that. Uh, obviously I'm coming off of the half marathon, so I've got a little bit extra in the tank. Uh, so I might have little bursts of like, woohoo. Uh, so that was the first, but I, um, talked a little bit about in the stories, the body dysmorphia, you know, I, um, talked about it before on the podcast here, but I really don't think it's going to ever go away. Um, the fact is this guy, I mean, there's, I, I, he had to, if he had to have had a cramp or, um, I don't know. Uh, he didn't seem like he did afterwards. I'm going to take a drink real quick. He didn't seem like he did. Um, seemed like he was just running his race. I remember, I'll, I'll give you a backstory. I am, I think I've like talked out half marathons and marathons a little bit in the process and have inter- infused kind of mentalities and different things. So, uh, this may be a longer one if you enjoy those longer ones, um, those quick to the gym, to the house ones that are 10 minutes. I know that those are short and simple to the point, and a lot of you have mentioned you like that. Uh, mixing in maybe a longer one um, might be useful, and uh, hopefully it's not too long where you're not able to get through the whole thing, or if you do, um, at least you know come on back to it. But I uh, want to rattle off a, a few things, and some of you, which is great, when you listen to this, you actually provide me feedback via Instagram DMs, which is pretty awesome. I don't like the user interface with Spotify for podcasters. Um, I, I like that it's ma- very easy for me to make a podcast and it makes it very smooth. But when there's a Q&A, a question, it's extremely difficult for me to find it, to see it, and I have to remember how I found it last time in order for me to find it again. And I just, I'd like to be able to easily see what someone's saying or, or what the response is so that way I can either answer a question or uh, respond to it. But <clears throat> a lot of you who um, are listening to this and then message me, um, you know, your, your thoughts, your DMs uh, after a couple things that I go over uh, would be welcome. Absolutely welcome. So first getting into the race itself, um, mentally, I've had this like, I want to prove. And that was the marathon, um, you know, and there's still that I want to prove as far as getting under four hours. 
Um, but the fact that just completing a marathon is such a feat and such a just this grand thing that I got it done. I've almost had the, the wind taken out of my sails and a lot of my racings and a lot of my races. Um, like I woke up this morning and I wasn't like jumping out of bed, getting ready, getting dressed. Here we go. Ready to go. Nervous. I, I was actually pretty leisure sleeping in. And my wife's like, do you have an alarm set so you can get out of the house on time to get there? And I'm like, no, but uh, registration's open this time. I, I, I think I'll be fine. I was just very just casual and leisure with it. And it's just, I think some of the sales of like um, outdoing and like really pushing the needle on what I could do. I felt like a lot of the stuff that I've done, like with the half marathons and the marathon, a lot of that stuff, it's um, like I've accomplished it. So it's like, okay, well, what's next? Um, I, I knew that I had signed up for some races this upcoming year. Uh, definitely wanted to do what I can to um, do a lot more running this year, especially with me working for 6 a.m. run, wanted to in integrate them. And uh, I know they just released their mobile app, uh, which, their, their mobile app, which is pretty cool, they're gonna start integrating. This is, okay, can't blast this everywhere because this is like inner communications, but um, they actually want to integrate a race calendar in within the app, meaning you can search for in your local area races that are coming up, sign up for them, and then indicate that you're going to it so that you can meet up with others and it's a real kind of, gathering um, uh, spot. It's like really a community of runners that's being built. It's, it's really, really cool and it's fresh off the press. It hasn't been built, not integrated. It, they're working on it. But what's so cool about that is I'll be able to kind of integrate my runs and, and my journeys with um, you know what they're doing. So I want to do a lot more races. And so I signed up for uh, a number of races this year as like a special deal. It was like $18 a race if I sign up for like a bulk of races, which I did through the Bodies Race Company. And so this was the first one of the year as a half marathon. And, you know, going into it, I wasn't too nervous. It, it kind of felt the start of it kind of just felt very, all right, we're starting in 10, 9. Like, it was almost like not this buildup anymore, this big nervous like, oh, like, here we go. It was just... All right, 10 seconds, here we go. And I just felt like, oh, I'm right into it. And uh, this particular marathon, uh, half marathon felt different, first because of the hills. This is extremely hilly course, and you are going to be very pressed to ever set a PR on this course. Because I can think of one, uh, the second one I'm thinking of is, is it's like, you, you know when you walk, and you're pushing on your knees, it's that type of hill. So two, I can think of probably six major hills on this course for the half marathon. And so it's very hard pressed to set a PR. But um, I had felt good, I got my gels, got my um, my um, pre-workout mixed, I got my during the run mix, uh, I got, you know, everything, you know, I had uh, built up as far as experience of knowing what to bring, I had brought it. I did make a mistake and I put frozen berries inside of my during the run uh, bottle that I squeeze and the frozen strawberries um, stopped being frozen. They, they actually got stuck in the spout. So it was very hard to get water out. Something I learned and that I won't do again. But this, this felt very good. Now, 
I usually have a lot more folks in the half marathon that I can kind of gauge if I need to go faster, slower, how I'm doing. With this one, I actually had pacers. And I was like, you know what? Let me stick around the 150 pacer. And then if I have enough juice, push at the very end. Well, I'm, I'm out the gate and I'm feeling really good. And I'm feeling really good at a pace that is between 140 and 150, right there in the middle. And so I actually decided to stay there instead of going back to the 150 because on my second marathon, I went back, I, I, I hung back, but then I got tired and didn't have enough juice to go forward. And so what I learned is I am more of a build a lead early and hang on and push with endurance towards the end rather than chill in the beginning and really push it towards the end. I just find, I, like, I, I feel like I'm a little bit different and, or I, I just, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm stronger in the build a lead and work to maintain that throughout. So uh, I had been sticking in between and there wasn't really anybody passing. There wasn't really anybody I was passing until about mile eight. Mile eight, I started noticing that I was catching this individual. And it wasn't a big catch, but it was these small incremental, like I was almost like a half second faster uh, every 10 seconds. And so I noticed I was slowly catching. Well, right around about eight and a half miles, he actually starts walking. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is an easy pass. Um, I'm passing him. There's no one else in front of him. That's it. That's all. And so I'm going about my way. I'm looking behind me. I'm slowly noticing that the 150 marker is catching up with me. So I'm, it's really helping me push. And during the really hilly parts, I actually lost my pace of about, I was 30 to 45 seconds behind my goal pace simply because of the hills. They were just absolutely killing my legs. But on the last uh, 13th mile, I actually ended up getting the fastest uh, mile split because I knew that they were catching up and I really wanted to beat them. But I noticed something as I get to 12 and a half miles. There's an individual that I saw at the halfway point because it was a there and back and you can see everyone in front of you. Then I'm like, that looks like the guy that passed me and this guy's built. Like if he was in the Navy SEALs, no, nobody would question it. Built, just... Uh, and I'm not talking like real huge where the weight would be, you know, weigh down. He looks very tone fit, straight out of a, like a military built. And so 12 and a half miles in, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, okay, he's in front of me. Well, you know, I gained some ground, so I'm, I'm appreciative. Well, he's still running, but as we're getting closer to 13 miles, I'm catching up with him. I'm actually getting some, some steam and I am tripping. 45 seconds, uh, I am absolutely just dumbstruck at the fact that I am actually catching up with this military-built dude. That's where body dysmorphia fully steps in. And I talked about it on the stories. How much has body dysmorphia just distracted me now that I've lost a significant amount of weight? But how much is that secondary thought process weighed me down during my whole life? I think about walking into a room and, and worrying about whether a chair is going to fit me and whether I'm going to break the chair because I've broken about four or five chairs because of my weight. Uh, I broke a church pew in the middle of a conference 
3,000 people in a big old church conference looking down at the row that I broke. I think it was like a youth, uh, young adult little, you know, conference. Um, it was called Master's Commission. Anybody heard of Master's Commission? I was part of that. Um, take another drink, excuse me. Well, that secondary thought every time could be seconds, if not minutes, that you were occupied thinking about that. When we talk about the why, the push, the detail of why we do what we do, is it is vivid to me. The broken chairs, the broken pews, the stairs, the looks, the mom, uh, wow, he's big. The, um, the jokes, the, the, um, uh, the, honestly, in high school, the absolute disinterest from, from the opposite sex in me because of my weight. All of that is very vivid for me. So how do I have a drive still eight years later? I remember. I remember so vividly a life less lived. And so now I push so that I could live a life more lived. Does that make sense? And I guess I'm trying to make up for lost time. That's what this all is. I'm making up for lost time. I lost a lot. Couldn't fit on a roller coaster. Making up for, I want to go on that roller coaster three or four times now. <laughs> making up for lost time. So that secondary thought process is a why. First, why should you lose weight? Why should you get healthy? Why should you um, take care of yourself? Because that secondary thought process is weighing you down and it's an absolute life sucker. It sucks the life out. On the other end, you lose the weight. It doesn't necessarily mean that the secondary thoughts just go away because of the weight. Body dysmorphia, how you see yourself versus how uh, others see you or, or how you are really, is different. Like, I can't fathom being in the same arguments of having a pace that is equal to this military-built Navy SEAL. Like, it's, it's out, of, out of this world for me. Like, I'm on Neptune, and um, this guy's on Earth, and I'm like, we're on the same planet. I'm like, no way. Like, that, that just doesn't exist. But it's true. I, I looked up his, his um, bib number, uh, got a, a chance to talk with him a little bit afterwards, and it was true. It's just the way, excuse me, the way I've trained, the way I've really put in some work, it has allowed me to be faster in this half marathon. Not everyone, but in this particular half marathon. And so body dysmorphia doesn't go away. It's just something you've got to continue to really help mold. Like you've got to surround yourself with folks that are going to support you and, and help you out. So, um, you know, with this, and I think I just got to the end uh, before getting to the end, but essentially what was happening is I, I got to mile 13 and there's a little stake in the ground for mile 13 and it's right when that stake is in the ground that I match up with him and I look over at him and he's like good job and I'm like whoa 
like dudes cheering me on and I'm at mile 13 about, about to pass him. I pass him and I end up beating him by a 12, 13 seconds. I look at the thing and it's true. Um, I was like number seven and he was number eight. And I'm just absolutely mind boggled. But the fact is, the work that you put in, regardless of how much time and how much energy you spend, you're still going to potentially be at a point where you just don't realize how far you've come and realize all that you've come to. And, and I really feel that that was the case and that is the case for, for my particular journey. Um, you know, I, I did a story and I had pretty much said this is the first race of 2024. I dare say, and uh, I'll get your thoughts and, and let me know what you're... But I wonder if I could do a challenge this year in 2024, a half marathon every month of the year in 2024. I'm sure I could, uh, I mean, I've got my supplements supplied and, and sponsored by 6AM. They, they're willing to provide me the supplements to, um, you know, provide nutrition for, for it. Um, I mean, what if... What if I could do a half marathon every month and kind of just bring awareness to uh, the running journey? This is an idea I had as well. Like some of you use my code, like this week someone used my code for the Lumen device. And I was like, oh, that's the coolest thing in the world. Um, that my code is, my code is kind of an indication that, hey, uh, I was able to um, really show that this is going to be beneficial for you or that you're going to enjoy it. So like a code that I have, I think I've only got two codes right now, Lumen device, which was my marathon prep and um, it kind of helps me monitor my carb or fat usage. And then I've got a code with Built Bar, which I haven't seen a code used for my Built Bar in uh, actually months since November. Uh, enough for me to like check the website like does my code still work and it still works but I think because now they're in Costco and a lot of stores a lot of folks don't get it online so I don't that code's not even really ever used uh, it's at least been a few months uh, since it's been used but um, the uh, the code usage is kind of like okay that that's support I, I, I know typically who is the one that uses my code so then I usually either try to say thank you or um, you know send a quick message just as an appreciation like thank you for supporting um, this one or two bucks really helps go a long way uh, I try to on the podcast uh, thank the uh, the subscribers like 99 cents a month to do to subscribe to the podcast and honestly it's 99 cents a month I know it's not this like subscription of 30 bucks a month but literally it's I, I see the four subscriptions that I've got, and I'm like, all right, like putting together another episode, I've got at least four individuals that it might potentially help their journey. So it just continues uh, it on. I dare wonder if I were to do this challenge in 2024, a half marathon every month for the entire 2024, I wonder if I could have a support button on my link bio. And if you choose to support, say if you say, hey, I'm going to send you $3 as support for your, you know, half marathon. Essentially, I'm going to go and sign up for this race. And I essentially would be able to say, hey, thank you to blank, blank and blank for supporting me this month. You've allowed me to go on this particular race. It almost kind of brings this, and, and I'm thinking about 
how the social media and live streaming has kind of changed is that a lot of folks on Twitch and a lot of these live streamings, they, they send donations and folks thank them for the donations and it kind of helps um, identify that, hey, you're a supporter of what that person's doing. And I feel like I want to find an avenue of thanking the supporters that allow uh, me to either run the half marathon or for me to put together encouraging, motivating, inspirational content that I want to find a form to think like, hey, this month I want to thank the four subscribers on, on the podcast, uh, X, Y, and Z, or I want to thank this. You've um, continued to help push me to create content that is motivating, inspiring, and potentially will make you chuckle. Uh, a good mix of it. But um, that was an idea that I had. And, you know, the first month is technically checked off the list. January's done. But then it's looking in February. What's a half marathon that I can do in February around my area? Maybe I could go travel. If it's within a couple of hours, maybe I can make it a family trip and we can all go to a spot. I can go run the half marathon if somebody's nearby. I uh, can say hi. I don't know. I think that'd be a, a cool idea. Um, I, I, my brother-in-law is um, running the Greater St. Louis Marathon in April, and I feel like I really want to support him and almost not use it as like, hey, this is about me getting under four hours, but I'd like to run it with him, and I think that would be pretty cool. So I might end up signing up for the St. Louis Marathon, and I'll be in St. Louis in April. I, uh, there's one also in St. Louis that looks very, very tempting because it's flat and it might be my under four hour marathon. It's called the Mo Cowbell Marathon. The Mo Cowbell, it's in St. Charles, uh, Missouri. So that might be the uh, under four hour marathon. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find one. Chicago didn't work. I signed up for the non-guarantee and they didn't send, they didn't give it to me. And uh, I've been looking at other ones, and a lot of them are just not, not, they're just not, they're hilly. I'm not going to do another hilly marathon. I'm just, I've done those. Uh, the two marathons that I've done, they've both been hilly. It's time for a flat one so that I, <laughs> I'm not chasing my tail just to finish uh, a race. Um, I just can't do, I just, uh-uh, that's not me, not me. So, um, potential marathons, but half marathon. Idea. Thoughts. This would be cool. This is a two-week conversation. You can share your thoughts. Like, actually, you know what? You should do a 5K, a 10K, a 15K, and a half marathon in a month. There's four weekends in a month. And do one of each, each week for 2024. Actually, that's not a bad idea. If I won the Powerball and I had time in an RV to go do that, where I could find races. But I think the half marathon might be a good idea for those maybe that want to do a half marathon and are maybe I'll, I'll kind of not simplify half marathon, but kind of make it less intimidating to go do it. Maybe talk about where, like, hey, um, when you get to mile 11 or 10, mile 10, you've just got a 5K left. Um, you know, mile six is where you're going to feel it the most. This is what you do to push through. This is the kind of fuel that you take. This is um, the hydration. I mean, I don't know. But, um, yeah, 
We're at 24 minutes. Some of you are like, man, that's, I've heard enough. In fact, if you have heard enough, you probably won't be hearing this because you've had enough. But um, it's uh, episode 246, I think it is, 247, 247 something like that. And we're, uh, we're continuing on the journey. Um, I think main points about this particular episode are body dysmorphia and secondary thoughts that you make when you're uh, struggling with your weight and care about what people think. Um, man, that is such a taxation mentally. All the caring, like walking into a store, they're going to have my size. Um, I went to a subway. Actually, Subway, I've had two horrible experiences at Subway. The first one was I walked in when I was at, uh, not even my top weight. I was probably 450 pounds, maybe 400 pounds at that point. And I was in line and a little girl, probably five years old with her mom, saw me. Well, she was in line. I was in Subway line. Looks back and like literally has the look on her face like I'm Godzilla. <laughs> <coughs> Like, you know when someone's like looking at something and their uh, their mouth is wide open and then they're reaching behind them while still making eye contact of like, hey, uh, hey, 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 look at this. That's exactly what this little girl was doing. Like she was flabbergasted at how I looked and how big I was. And she, um, she ends up pulling on her mom like, mom, look how big he is. And, um, um. Uh, say like um there's a little girl it's like okay pay attention look up here okay don't no, don't look that way look look this way like the mom was trying to de-escalate but literally so now yeah i got that in my mind every time i walk into a place and i look at a kid I'm like what, what are they thinking what's on their mind um like that secondary thought walking in and worrying about um is uh, our, like going to a camp. I was a camp uh, helper, camp counselor, whatever. It was a bunch of hills. And like the secondary thought of like, can I walk up this hill? Um, like if they want me to participate, how do I not look winded? How do I not look out of breath? How do I look like I can participate, but avoid what's not gonna be able to allow me to participate? Um, a chair, like sitting on a chair, like going to a bench, I broke a bench. like. All these secondary, th like, um, gosh, uh, just going to an office, you know, they, they, some office chairs have the little arms. Is it worth me sitting down with the arms and will it hurt? Will it pinch? If it pinches, <clears throat> um, can I stand up long enough? Because it's hurt. To, it's, it, it's hard to stand up with that weight. Um, so can I stand up long enough? Can I bear the, the hardship of uh, standing up for a long period of time? Like there's such a mental taxation and, and I, I, I guess I'm focusing on that again or I'm mentioning that again because it's so important to realize that the reason why you're putting in the work is to not just fit into a pair of jeans, not just to look good for um, your peers and, and to make, have comments and, uh, to fit on the roller coaster ride. Like all of that stuff is secondary to the ultimate goal of mental health. 
like I've talked about so much on how mental health is an anchor, is, is such a shining point in this whole thing that you are taxed mentally. Your mental health is impacted because of your weight, because of all the things that you have to think about, in addition to the regular things that everyone else thinks about. You've got to think about things a little bit more. And so in having to think about all these things a little bit more, it's it's a matter of mental health when you do end up losing the weight and not having to worry about those things. Like I don't walk into a room and worry about a chair. I don't worry about a bench. I don't worry about if there's an arm thing. I don't think about it. It's second it's secondary. I don't walk into a store and think that they're not going to have my size. I don't walk into Subway anymore. Um well, I don't know. Some of it still remains. Are they looking at me? Are they laughing at me? That body dysmorphia still does stick around. So I don't want to say that, poof, it's all gone. My mental health is completely healed. And I don't have any mental... Um, no, there's still stuff there. But I would say 90% has changed. If you can improve your mental health by 90%, would you keep pushing? I think the answer would be yes. Just got to keep pushing. You just got to keep pushing. That's it. Got to find a way to keep pushing. Got to find a way to keep pushing, my friends. Thank you for listening to this particular episode. I want to thank the four subscribers for continuing to um, push me to talk about things that maybe I haven't talked about yet or to uncover a dynamic mentally that may potentially help you and others on the journey. Really, I mean, think about it. The four of you that support this podcast... You're like, hey, I appreciate, Dusty, what you put out because I feel like it's helping me. If it's helping you, it's probably helping someone else that you don't even know. And so the fact that you subscribe to this and support me, um, you end up helping others on the journey as well. So don't just think that you're supporting me. You're invisibly helping others on the journey because it equips me um, to continue to make uh, episodes that may potentially help on the journey. So just want to say smanks, smanks, my friends. In fact, I am parked at the turn section and I'm looking over to my right and there's a subway. I haven't been to a subway in probably eight years, nine years. I just, I just had a bad experience. Oh, I didn't even tell you about the second one. You ever put a picture, like a cherished picture on an ATM card? Like uh, Wells Fargo, when I used to have Wells Fargo, had it to where you can upload a picture. And uh, my wife and I's wedding photo was actually uploaded. And this is actually, I had gained a lot of my um, uh, mar- w- marriage weight. Um, essentially, we were married. We were feeling good. And it was it was weight that you uh, gain because you're married and you're happy. Um, sitting on the bed, eating Little Caesars breadsticks and soda while watching Netflix. It was just a... <laughs> it was the first uh, first couple of months of marriage. It was um, gained a lot of weight. Just gained a lot of weight. Um, 
But I ended up going to Subway, and I gave my card over to the um, young lady that worked at Subway, and I gave it to her. She looks at the card of my wedding photo, and she goes, oh, you let yourself go. Like, but she didn't, like, say it vindictively. She almost said it, like, concerned for me. And I was just so caught off guard that she said it that I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then later I was like, what did she say? Um, yeah, so I haven't been back to Subway since. Uh, I've been back to Jimmy John's. They have got pretty good. They have the Unwitch without the bread, which is pretty good. Um, I used to work at Quiznos. And, uh, you know, when you see how they make the bread, I, I just... I haven't been back to Quiznos because I've seen how they make the bread. Literally not just the bread. I've seen how they, I just, you know. But uh, that's it. That's all. This is the longest episode in the history, I think, of the Find A Way podcast with Dusty. So thanks for sticking around. If you did, talk to you in the next episode. I'm going to end this with the medal that I just got for the half marathon. It's a time travel. It makes a Tyrannosaurus Rex sound. So I am going to depart with that sound. <laughs> Find a way. Find a way, my friends.